This is Tracy. And this is Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. That was a really high pitched hey guys. The spikes are at the red. What? <laughs> what <am I laughs> you don't, we can tell that Tracy hasn't done this often. Well, first it threw me off that I introduced myself first. What we should have done is had me say, This is Kurt. Hi, welcome to the MFG cast, everybody. This is going to be our recap last episode of 2019 in 2020. <laughs> makes a lot of sense it does it makes sense in my head um this episode we're going to talk about top 10 games of 2019 now you're probably saying to yourself wait a minute you guys don't ever do top 10s you usually do top fives this year i think we played enough like awesome games that we just i think we had to do it we had to do a top 10 this year well and by our top 10 games of 2019 we mean top 10 games of that are new to us that we've played in 2019, not games that have come out in 2019. That's right. So there's going to be a mix of old games and new. Yes. So be prepared to have your mind blown. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> and then we'll also talk about some of our honorable mentions because having a top five is, is kind of hard, but I feel like having a top 10 is harder because it's like, okay, you know, does this one really belong in this spot? You know, I think, even like a month from now, this stuff could probably switch around. You know, it could be like, oh, this one was cool, but like, oh, maybe I like this one more now because I found out a new strategy on this, or I like this more because I, you know, I just. We've played it even more. Yeah. Or I just enjoy the theme of this and the mechanics more of this one. So, it, I mean, it could. Top 10 lists, I feel like, are kind of. They're interesting, but they're also kind of fickle because they can easily be changed, you know? Right. And that's where I struggled listing what order I wanted these games in. I tried to convince Kurt to do a top 10 miscellaneous game list because I did not want to put mine in any uh, particular order because I didn't want to. Yeah. But he said that was stupid. <laughs> and I didn't think it was stupid. I just said, I don't think I could do that myself. But yeah, but again, I think just just by what I said at the beginning, I think kind of goes with what you're saying. Yeah. Like, even though it's a top 10, like you could really, you know, at any given day, switch these around. So I, I think the numbers are in itself just a placeholder. Yep. So, so let's start off. Let's start off with our number 10 and move on. So for my number 10, uh, this one I kind of struggle with because I, I really like this game, but also I really liked another game that's in, in the honorable mentions. And I, I couldn't figure what 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 I wanted to kind of do. It's one of those games that 
the theme and the way it was put together just really kind of captured my imagination. And I thought, man, I can't wait for if they come out with like expansion villains and stuff like that. This is a game called Horrified. It's one of those ones from Ravensburger that uh, they had these, you know, Target exclusives and stuff like that. And um, Horrified is one of those. And boy, they just did it just for some reason, just the team that makes these games just makes good games because it's like, you wouldn't think like when I think of like classic monsters, classic monsters, like you think of like all those, there's some like old, like eighties board games and stuff like that. that were just really cheesy and not very good. And, you know, just kind of like it had a, you know, had the theme, which was cool, but it didn't deliver on the mechanics where this one delivers awesomely. So you could play against, two monsters you can play against three monsters there's ways to up the difficulty in it it's just just everything about this game is unique in it in the way it plays and it it, it seems like a game that that could easily be just a game that doesn't really work that well and could be not that fun but i mean i think in every aspect i think it does i agree it is a good game i enjoyed playing it when we played it this mm-hmm. past year yeah yeah, and I think, <coughs> excuse me, and I think the reason why it's low on the list is I was only able to play the introductory game twice, once with, uh, once with Mike, and then once with Tracy. So it was one of those things where I haven't played it enough to, you know, really get the, you know, the meat of this game. But I still think that it, it, I lo- I liked it enough to put it in my top ten list. So Tracy, what did you have for your number ten? For my number 10, I picked Catch the Moon. Oh, nice. Yeah. If you haven't heard of this game, this is one that I was kind of eyeballing prior to us going to Gen Con. And I bought it while Kurt was uh, meeting with a... I was meeting with Funforge. Yeah. On um, Najimi. Najimi, yeah. Namiji. Namiji. Yeah, which I'm really excited to see when it finally comes out. But I pick Catch the Moon um, as my number 10. There isn't much to this game, but I thought it had um, awesome dexterity components. And I think it it has a really cool concept of building, basically building and balancing ladders to, to basically reach the moon without making the moon cry or getting too many tears to make the moon cry. I thought it was a really cool concept. I've never seen anything like it before. Our whole family seems to enjoy it, and I thought it was something a little bit different for for a top ten. So I picked that as mine. Nice. Um, I did not include that on my list. I I like that game. I think the game is fun. I don't I don't necessarily think it deserves to be in a top ten necessarily. Hey. Sorry. I really enjoy it, but yeah, I just one of those games that. I don't know. I think there's others that are just ahead of it, but definitely a fun dexterity game and hard as heck too. It, it, it's funny because it seems like it would be a lot easier, but with the way that the ladders are, you know, each unique and stuff like that, it, it presents a different challenge of trying to put, you know, put them on and not having it fall apart. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those. It's definitely there's definitely. I don't think there's anything quite like it out there. So it's definitely a, one of the more unique games out there. Well, and having to place the ladders on there uniquely, you don't get to just choose one ladder. You might have to do one. You might have to do two. And then there's the variety of having to place them a specific way. So I think there's the unknowns there too, which I'm, I think makes it a little bit different even at that. Okay. 
So those were our number 10s. Number nine, I have um, Mombasa. I can tell this is a game. I We spent a lot of time learning this game. This is one that I actually have been eyeballing for, oh God, years. Mm-hmm. Probably. Finally bought it. Alexander Fister game, 50s Unite. But we spent hours learning all the ins and outs of this game and ended up playing it. It's a little bit lower on my list because we haven't played it as much as I'd like. But I do know that it has all the components of things that I like with having so many options of moving up on different types of tracks and collecting and doing all those types of things. I think that I it is going to be one that I'm going to want to go back to and play a lot. Yeah. It has so many different components. Yeah. I really like this game too. I think that I didn't put it on my list just because we only played it the one time, but I also know that this could be a game that could be one of my favorites too, because when it comes to Alexander Fister, he does a really good job of finding multiple ways to help you win a game. You know, it's not just, oh, here's two or three ways. Like, this game has, like, so many ways of for you to move up certain tracks to kind of help boost you during the game, but also different ways to help you win the game, too. It's not like a, this is the only way that you can win. Mm-hmm. There, like you said, there are totally yeah. multiple ways to be able to achieve yeah, and just your way, dreams. Yeah, and just the way it all wraps up together, like it is, it's a phenomenally fun game. They, yeah, like I think the only thing that we that would that kind of sucked is what we talked about, like just learning it took a very long time. Oh yeah. But now that we know how to learn it, it's going to be a lot easier to just jump into it. That's that's the cool thing I think about Alexander Fister actually makes his games, even though it seems a lot of his games seem very complex learning them. Once you once you get how to play them it's very easy to just pull it out and play you know mm-hmm. it's just it, it's very cool well and this one's a pretty beefy game mm-hmm. um there's a lot of things to um what's i thought was cool about it is that it has your main base or your board but then you have these tracks that line up on the out outer edge of the board too which i thought was cool mm-hmm. i can't think of a game that has that mm-hmm. which i thought was a unique element mm-hmm. to this game too yeah definitely and a lot of people consider that a classic another classic that i had as my number nine is castles of burgundy another ravensburger classic that you know a lot of people are just like this is one of my favorite games kind of thing this is another game where we didn't play this as much as i'd like to but i'd like to play it more it's another another one of those where there's a lot of paths to victory and a lot of ways to help you win the game it's cool being able to build your kingdom basically and you know have different spots and there's a lot of different rules on placement and stuff like that it's just a lot of good elements to this game and you know it's just it's one of those as soon as i was done playing it i was like i really want to play this again i think it would just be a ton of fun to play it more and more and unfortunately we have it just because with all the other games we've gotten and we've been very lucky to get some review copies from some awesome companies so it's kind of put that to the wayside but i like to get to back to it again I think what's interesting about this game is if you're a person who purchases a game based on what a game looks like on the box, this one will deceive you. Mm -hmm. Because I think that this game, if I had I just seen the cover of the box, I would not be interested. But uh, the elements inside of the box and the gameplay is top notch. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the 
the forte of a lot of like Euro-ish games is they don't look that great, <laughs> but once you get into the gameplay, there's a lot to, there's a lot to be had there. Yeah. All right. So let's, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. So let's get into our top. Let's go into number eight. So okay, what's your number eight? My Kurt? number eight is a game that I was really excited to get, and then we were able to get a review copy from Plan B Games, and that is Era Medieval Age. Unfortunately, when I played the first time I played it, I played it solo, and I did not like it. I did not like the solo play of this game, which really just it almost like it almost ruined the game for me. I'm not gonna lie; it almost ruined the game for me. And yeah. you know, maybe I was, you know, maybe I played it a little differently. But I just feel I feel like the AI, if you want to call it, that's going against you during the game just wasn't as exciting to go against. So that didn't make it make it that fun. But then when I played it with you and I played it with Mike. Like I could, you know, I really saw, you know, the elements of it that play well and you're playing, you know, playing against other people and stuff like that. I think that that aspect made it really fun and interesting to see how your personalities of building your kingdom and, um, you know, putting these these awesome pieces of, you know, walls and hospital buildings and stuff like that, like just the way to kind of set it up to get points and, you know, kind of boost yourself to build a bigger kingdom and try to win the game. And it's like, it's really short too. It's like really quick. I feel like, you know, even though, you know, turns may take long, I feel like it, it ends quicker than you're expecting. So you really have to think about, you know, what exactly you're going to be doing every move. And uh, just another, another fun game by Matt Leacock that I'm just like, wow, it's just crazy how well he just makes games. Yeah, the the components of that are really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the one part that they failed, which I think they fixed now, was the the I'm going to use quotes around it, the board element, and how it was hard to read yellow on yellow, but otherwise, like the components, meaning like the buildings and things like that, were really cool. Mm-hmm. They had kind of that wasn't really a Lego effect, but it was like a what would you call it? I don't know. I don't know. Just just the buildings with pegs on the bottom of them that hook into this board, mm-hmm. which was cool that they had thought about them with different colors that mm-hmm. you could put on the the yeah. board. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun looking game and fun to play. Mm-hmm. What about your number eight? My number eight is unfair, and I have this on my top ten because I felt like once we finished playing this, I wanted to play it again. And And then once we finished playing it, I wanted to play it again. (laughs) We played it a lot. We did. And funny thing is, we don't even own this game. (laughs) We got got the review copy of the expansion, and Mike has the original game, and we played it a lot from him, but then trying to find a copy now is impossible. It's like a million (laughs) dollars. Okay, maybe not. It's But it's expensive. It's like 100 bucks or something. And I'm not paying $100 for Unfair. So if you find a good deal on it, let us know, because I'd like it. But I just think it's different, because it can be a gotcha game. It can be a each man for their own, but you're basically building your theme park. And you can manipulate somebody else's theme park. And I think there's just a lot of different things. More of kind of a theme park deck building kind of game. And I don't know. Something got my attention on this one. Whether we'd play it as is or whether we'd play it with the expansion, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... The reason why it's not on my top ten list is because I played this way before this year. 
and unfortunately Tracy hadn't played it, which, you know, I think we had kind of talked about, like, we thought, I, th- I always thought that this would be something that you would like, and then as soon as you, as soon as you played it, you're like, um, Can we play yes, it please. again? Yeah. Can we play it again? And was it, yeah, was it available at Gen Con when we, when we yeah, got we the Yeah, we could have bought the base, we could have bought the base game when we went and, um, met with Good Games Publishing. Nice. And we didn't buy it, yeah. because I think you were like... Because I'm stupid. Because you were like, Mike has it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, and then I thought, well, I don't have any backbone because I've never actually played this game, but I trusted that he knew I was gonna like it. And next time, I'm just going to do it anyway. Well, shots fired. Thanks. Yeah. Pew pew. (laughs) Okay, on because there's hard feelings on that one. (laughs) My number seven, Viticulture. This was. I don't think this is on your top 10 because you played it prior. Again, yep. Um, Viticulture is on my 10 because I like the concept. Um, this is a Stonemeyer game. And um, you're basically working through seasons in a vineyard and making wine. And who doesn't like wine? Too bad it's not real wine. And I don't know. I think overall Stonemeyer makes very great games and the components are awesome. And I think the concept is really good and I like to play this game. Yeah. That was really not a good <laughs> why I picked Whoa, this really as sold, my number seven. You really sold it. I really sold it on <laughs> I like to drink wine. Yeah. I think I think that like truly I think that this is probably in my overall top ten. Like this game is just super fun. The, you know, being able to, you know, uh, you know, make the grapes and make the wine and sell the wine and you know and to, it's challenging. Yeah, though. and do it's it, hard. Yeah, and there's like it's like one of those games again. It's like it plays so quickly that you're like, oh, well, okay, so maybe I need to do this next time, or oh, okay, maybe I need to take this challenge challenge next time. And there's so many cards that you can use through the seasons too that you know, can boost what's going on and, you know, you know, help you do better in one way and another. You can use them for, you can boost more victory points or you can help to grow your vineyard more or you can sell more grapes. Like, there's just a lot to this game and it's another one of those that you, I'm like, okay, I'm making wine. Whoopee, what does that mean? And then when you play it, you're like, this game is so awesome. And <laughs> just every mm-hmm. aspect of it is like, that is cool. But you're not just making red wine. You're not just making... White wine. Um, white wine. You're making sparkling wine because, you know, he thought of those things <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. So that was my number seven. What was yours? Oh, very cool. Uh, mine was a game that I didn't know I would like. And uh, Mike actually got it for me for my birthday, I'm pretty sure. And that's uh, Vikings Gone Wild by Lucky Duck Games. It's a game that is a deck building game. Where you you know you're just Vikings doing your Viking thing and just the way it's it's one of those games that when you play it every time you play it and you're done you go that was fun like playing games is always fun but like I don't ever like always play a game and go God that was so much fun like it just makes me happy that you know just the way they make it and the interactions between you know you can you know. F- you know, fight your other opponents and you can grab your, you know, beer and your gold. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just the presentation and the way they made this game. It's just awesome. 
and um the characters on there look fun yeah exactly cool the art is amazing and, and yep. you know just just the thought of the expansions that they have out there that we don't have yet like just seemed like a lot of fun that you know see how how adding this expansion would you know kind of direct the game in a way you know so i just i really enjoy it i'd like to play this game a lot more it's one of those games too like kind of reminds me of like clank almost where it's like you can play it with just about anybody and they'll be like well okay well let's play it and then as soon as they're done playing it go wow i really enjoyed that that was fun you know well yeah i remember uh, um us playing it and then i remember we wanted to play it again i think right after that and i was like let's see if Logan will play it. And he's like, ho hum, I don't want to play. And then he was like, ah, I really like that game. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to play a game with beer and gold with their kid? I don't know. Yeah. A little bit weird. Yeah. I fake think, beer. Fake I, beer. I, I think he liked the fighting more. Oh, he did. But I mean, <laughs> the characters are fun and the co- whole concept and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just cool. super cool. Very cool. What about your number seven? I already talked about my number okay, seven. So let's go to number six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll start. So mine was uh, Azul Stained Glass of Sintra. It's funny because when I had heard that they were going to come out with another Azul, I'm like, do we really need this? You know, I you know I just didn't know, but I don't know. Michael Ke- Michael Kiesling always coming out with like <laughs> he just I don't know what it is. He just he he takes the concept of Azul and just kind of turns it on its ear, you know, and it's got the same look to it. But it's got a different feel, you know, and I, I like the I like in this one where you're, you know, you're taking your stained glass and you're you're making your beautiful stained glass. But then you also got to flip the tiles when you finish one of the rows or whatever or columns when you finish one of the columns and you flip it over again. You know, it's just like there was just there's more to it than Azul. And I think it's as these other this other they got the summer pavilion that we played too. like I feel like. Unfortunately, I feel like the original Azul is going to go to the wayside as these other games come out because they're. I feel like he's doing a really good job of making something better, making a better version of, of the original. I mean, it's not that I won't play it again, but I just I really liked the concept of stained, uh, Azul stained glass. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'd rather play Sagrada because that's a that's a good that's the better stained glass. Like you don't. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive one or the other. Like, I really enjoy both well, of them. But they're two totally different games. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I even think that um, between the original Azul and Azul Stained Glass of Sintra, they're totally different. Oh, yeah. yeah and they're... Summer Pavilion. Yeah. I mean, what I think what makes them similar is pieces of how you're drafting on the factory and the tiles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... I mean, otherwise, like, they have enough of differences that, I mean, they're trilogy, or they're going to be trilogy-like, but different. Mm-hmm. And that's what trilogy is. It has some commonalities, but they're different. Yeah, exactly. What was your number six? Well, you will be shocked to know that my number six was the same as your number six. Oh, Michael Kiesling will be oh, so... Michael. Michael Kiesling will be so, so happy so to hear. So pleased with us. He's going to be so filled with joy. Filled with joy. <laughs> my number six, obviously, was Azul Stained Glass of Sintra. Also, I have been telling Kurt this, that I think I like Stained Glass of Sintra. 
possibly more than, not possibly, I do like it more than the original. I think I like the concept of being able to flip over the windows also. I also like the concept of once you finish a window that the pain goes away and then you're stuck if you finish it. So there has to be the strategy of do you want to finish that or do you want to wait because otherwise you're going to stick yourself with not being able to go back to the beginning. Yeah, because you have your little guy that's at the top or whatever and mm-hmm. if you finish something in the middle or way towards to, the end yeah then your your guy has to go all the way to the left after you've finished that and then no he stays he stays wherever you left off doesn't he he does but then you can when you kind of reset you he has to go all the way to the left side oh yeah so yeah. you have to be careful on on how you finish that so no. i don't know i think it's it's that one is beautiful just like the other one I think it's the tiles that make it really, really beautiful. The concept is totally different. Yeah. And I like that. I like what he's doing with them. We've played Summer Pavilion 2. We just haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. That did not make our top 10, but I feel like that, well, it won't because we played it 2018 also, didn't we? Yeah. Anyway. 19, you mean? That's what I said. No, you said 18. No, I said 2019. No, you said 18. You listen back. <laughs> I will, and anyway, then I'll leave this in. Okay, let's skip back, or let's let's, let's skip. skip over that. Number five. My number five was Kurt's number nine, Castles of Burgundy. So I won't talk too much about this, but that was my number five. Obviously, I like it way more than he does. Just kidding. We both like it. Again, hard to number these. Castle of, uh, Castles of Burgundy. I think he said a lot of the, he liked a lot of the same elements that I like of it. There's so much, so many different things that you can um, accomplish in this game that I think that's why I just really dig it. And then when I'm done with it, I want to be able to play it again right away. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. So that was my short and sweet. Yeah, cool. Of that. What's your number five? Uh, my, my number five is Everdell. Oh, uh, I really like this game. It's a little lower on my list just because I feel, and it's weird because I don't usually do this, but I'm not very good at this game. <laughs> and I think that's why it's kind of bopped a little low on my list. Like, I think it's, it's, it's one of the games that I think out of all the games I've ever played, it's one of those games where the theme and the look of it is just brings me, brings you in, you know, all the, yeah. all the characters, what you're trying to do with them, being able to kind of build your, what do they call it? Is, is that your kingdom that you're building or you know, what is that you're building? You're kind of building kind your of like a community or community, something. Yeah. I don't know. And being able to kind of chain off different things. Like if you buy like, you know, a certain, a certain like uh, building, then you can also for free build another build or you can, place one of the characters that kind of goes with that building there for free. All the components are awesome. Like you're getting berries and you're getting the, uh, aether. Is that what it is? No, the Amber. Sorry. There's so many things that look the same that look like from different games, but like the Amber, you know, getting those, uh, resources to build certain things. And I don't know. It just, this is not, a, not a very good sell for me, I guess. Cause I'm forgetting some things or whatever, but I mean, just the thought and the process they put into making this game 
to making it good and like there's the restrictions on how big your community can be and you know trying to get certain elements at the end game as far as like you know you have to have like a lookout and then uh like a husband and you know like the these certain cards for victory points it's like really hard to get those guys out there especially if you there's a big stack of cards and you have to really get through those cards to get through to get those matches so you can get those victory points at the end but i mean just a really fun game and yeah again like i said it, the reason why it's not higher on my list is because i'm just not really good at it and it's funny because usually i don't do that but it it's disappointing when you really like a game so well and you don't do that great at it. But still, I really enjoy it. I, I give props to anybody. Or I, I recommend this for anybody that think that, you know, this might be a game for them. Go ahead and, you know, try it. Because it's just oh, a ton of fun. I like it. What about your number five? I already talked about my Oh, number. you talked about it. Cool. Do you want to say anything about <laughs> Everdell? No. No, you don't. <laughs> All right. So let's get to our number four. So, so, Kurt, what's your number four? Oh, my number four. Talking about Euro games that have a terrible look to them on the box, and you don't think they're going to be good on the inside, but they're great, is Concordia. Oh, yes. Uh, oldie but goodie. So beautiful. Yes, she so is. beautiful. So, Concordia is about developing in Roman times and just kind of, instead of using, instead of using, like, random luck to help you out, you actually have cards that you use for actions. And then you have cards for victory points and stuff like that. You're trying to kind of uh, send your colonists out to kind of settle down in cities to produce different things like bricks and food and wine and God, I can't remember. I think cloth or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just it's it's one of those games that from move one you have to be really strategic in where you're going to you know get as many victory points to get to the end of the game to win. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those games. Again, it just looks boring, but, man, once you get into it, it's super fun. It's super challenging. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's just one of those games that every time I think about it, I'm like, gosh, I need to play that again. And I really like to. And we even got a, my dad was really nice and got a, got a, an expansion board for Concordia, so it would be nice to actually play it, play that too. So, yeah, I just, I Is really it love it. Germania or something? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I just, I really like this game every time I play it. Again, a nice, fun Euro game, but just looks boring on the outside, but it's got a lot of, a lot of replayability. Oh, that is a good game. Mm-hmm. It has what a up? lot of the same colors as, um, the outside box has a lot of the same colors as Castles of Burgundy. Yeah, exactly. You can just tell, it's like, you want to make a Euro game? Just put some of these same colors together. And a little Burgundy, game. a little bit of uh, beige, yeah, gold. Exactly, exactly. So what about your number four? My number four is Five Tribes by Days of Wonder. And this is a game that I had I have been waiting for for, gosh, maybe a few years. And I finally got it for Christmas in 2018, but we hadn't played it until um, this past year. And this game is cool because it doesn't have your traditional board. So you use tiles that have different sets of victory points on them and you lay them out in a certain grid so it's a five by six grid that you place on in the middle of the table as your board and then it has guys that you or guys or meeples that you lay on there and as you're playing and claiming those tiles then you get victory points there's 
certain tiles you can lay palm trees on. Palm trees do things. Palaces do things. I'm not going to get into full details on these. There's also um, resource cards involved. There's gin cards, which um, you actually can collect and that will allow for more victory points. So the name of the game is victory points on this, but there's like so many different elements of this game that you basically move these different colored meeples. I think there's four different colored meeples, five different colored meeples that you move around this makeshift board that you put on and try to collect as much victory points as you can to see who wins at the end of the game. So what about this game made you think, you know what, I really like this game and I wanted to put it on my top 10? I like the concept or I think I want to try to think ahead in a game too. And this one allows me to be able to do that because of the way the board is laid out and the different colored meeples and their different powers, so to speak. What is the rule of the the meeples? Once you grab them, you have to start laying them out on each of the different tiles. And I like to, when you're taking your turn, I like to plan ahead to see where my last meeple can land and where I'm going to plan my next move. And I think it's cool with all the different colored meeples and moving stuff around and all the different opportunities the game offers, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah. And then you... um. What's cool about the game, too, is, uh, like, turn order, you actually bid to take your turn. So what's what's makes it interesting, too, is you can look at the board and be like, do I want to spend gold to be the first player or attempt to be the first player, or can I sit back and let the other person go first before I take this into my own hands or you know whatever Mm -hmm. so i don't know i really dig this game i know you don't like it as much as i do Mm -hmm. but i really am a fan of it and there's so much going so much going on with this game yeah i i I like the uniqueness of i like the uniqueness of the tiles and making your own map every single time where it's not it's not the same thing every time which is cool and i you know i again trying to think ahead is is a challenge and stuff like that i didn't put this on my list just because i like other games on here more than this, but I still think that it definitely is worth a shot if you're into something like this. So Yeah. Okay, let's go into our number three then. So for your number three, what did you end up? Picking? My number three is one that you've already talked about, which is called Vikings Gone Wild nice. by Lucky Duck Games. I had a little bit higher because, man, when you introduced this game to me, I thought, oh, okay, fine, you know, I'll try it, you know, and then we played it. And then I wanted to play it again right away. And I think that I wanted to play it right again. Ugh, right again. I wanted to play it again right away, but then I wanted to bring Logan in because I knew that he would like it. And I think the elements that I like about it are the same things that you like about it. A lot of different opportunities for different things. Everyone can kind of do their own thing, but they can also step in and screw up the other person. Mm-hmm. Whether it's attacking something, stealing something of theirs what have you it really shocked me i think it sat on our shelf for a very long time Mm -hmm. partially because we didn't really know anything about it and i think it was an awesome surprise that you opened it up and decided to play it Mm -hmm. and now i want to get the expansion or one of the expansions Mm -hmm. to see what they're like yeah definitely what was your number three my number three is a game that i 
it was kind of intrigued about before, but didn't know anything about it. Just like, just like you didn't know anything about Vikings Gone Wild, or we actually didn't know. And uh, we were able to play it at Game Holcon, and I was and totally intrigued by it and blown away by it is God's Forge by Atlas Games. It's one of these games that's a quick, easy fighting game with cards. Everyone's playing simultaneously where you're attacking somebody to your left and you're defending against people on your right. If you're playing spells, you can only play them once on your turn, then they go away, but also you can play um, what they call creations, which are kind of like either like uh, monsters or like uh, totems that kind of help you out in the game. And you're the thing is you're trying to get as many um, of the... Oh, what are the victory points called in this game? I can't remember. Veilstones. Is that what it is? Veilstones? Veilstones kind of help you out during during the game, but you're actually... The point of this game is to, is to, kill, is to kill everyone around you to get them knocked out so you can win the game. But it's one of those games that we played at the con, and it's like one of those where they say one to two hours or whatever and you're like okay there's no way this is gonna take that long to play this game so we played it then we played it again <laughs> then i bought it and i was like i just i just want to keep playing this you know and it just it's one of those games too that i feel like when you play it with people they're like what is this game and then when they play it they go this what is this game this game is cool you know it's just it's a very different way of fighting card game where it just and the art is fantastically beautiful. The colors are really yeah, cool. It just, with the gold just, and the teal yeah, and just, the black. Yeah, just mm-hmm. everything about it is just screams like thematic and I I it's one of those games that I I don't mind playing ever. So that's why I put it so high on my list. His eyes bugged out, ladies and gentlemen, cool. when he was talking, you just didn't see it. Alright, let's get to our number two. What's your number two, Kurt? Oh, I don't know. Just kidding. So my number two Oh my god, you're funny. Here's the here's a game that I'd heard a lot about. It had a ton of buzz. Everyone's just like, "Oh, this is going to be the best game ever," and I love it so much, and blah 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 blah. And I'm thinking, I don't know. It's it's about birds. I don't, I don't really. I'm sorry. I don't really care about birds. And uh, Wingspan came out, and I was like, "Wow, this!" I we finally got to play it at Game Holcon. Another, another plug uh, for Game Holcon. That's right. Another game that I didn't know that I would enjoy, but just everything about this game is just great. Like the, the way it's set up, the birds, the way they talk about the bird names and how to pronounce them and backgrounds and how big they are. And that's cause you were obsessed with eating birds. Yeah. That's what I did. That's what I think about birds. Birds eat it, eat other birds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my favorite part of the game is being able to take big old bald eagles and be like, I'm going to eat the other birds. No, not really. Turn them into pellets. But you know, there's just, it's just a interesting way of mechanics of, you know, getting your birds, laying your eggs, laying more, you know, putting more birds out there, making sure that you look at the round markers because each round there's something different. So it's like you gotta have the most eggs in this kind of girl in this kind of bird's nest, and then there's. Are you like, gonna say something about a girl? I I don't know why. I don't know. I, I it just this popped kind of egg and this kind of girl. It popped what? into my head, and I don't know why people. Girls. But yeah, and just the you know, the the components themselves, like the eggs are awesome, and the little dice roller that looks like a little birdhouse, and. Just everything about this game screams theme, but also is so flawless in its mechanics 
But, and again, it's one of those that just goes way too fast. And you're like, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do sometimes. It does go really fast. So you have to really think about, you know, how you want to get these victory points for the end of the game. And we, and there's another way of playing it to kind of set up the rounds for points and stuff like that. We just haven't played it yet, but like, this is a game that I keep thinking about. I keep thinking I really want to play it again. You know, I've been trying to get us to bring it to the table again, but we've got so many of our new stuff and some review copies and stuff like that. I'm just like, oh, when are we going to ever get to this game again? So, but I just, I really love it's, it. It's interesting to see because it came with good components in the original box to watch people on Facebook and Twitter and stuff just totally just enhance their game with real nests and like different eggs and other birds and crazy dice towers for this game. It's just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. What about your number two? My number two is... Drum roll, please. Hey! Let's wait for her phone to get back up. <laughs> My number two is Everdell, which was you lower on your list. I think that this game is awesome. I had been eyeballing this one via social media for quite some time. Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about this game. Oh, shut up. That is really <laughs> totally not how it happened. It is not true. I just thought I'd like to throw that out there to but, throw you under the bus. But it's really cool how they have it set up where you basically build this tree and just the components of it are just amazing. And the critters on the cards are so cute. And that is totally not all of what the game is about is cute critters and components. But I do like... Um, building my own tableau. That is what it's called, tableau, I bet. And I think it's cool that they limit that. So you really have to do a lot of thinking uh, in regards to how you want to build it because you can only put 15 out, I believe. And so you really want to make your choices wisely. I like to do what Kurt said is to put one element out that stacks with another one. I do a lot of thinking regarding that so that I can get my biggest bang for my buck. Cool game. I think they did a lot of cool things with this, and it seems sometimes that it goes too fast. Mm -hmm. Some of the goals at the end of the game are super duper hard because the stack of cards is very big. But I really like this game, and I'll shut up, and I won't talk too much about it. Well, and, and another thing that you said about Wingspan that people have done for this Everdell, too, is they've made some souped-up things for, like... Yeah, they souped the things up for this one, too. Like, I get, I got, for Christmas, I got you, like, these little, uh, they look like leaf little, like, boats that you can put your components in. Oh, that's and then And then we, you know, they have these, the version that we got, I know there's an upgraded version, but they've got you know, little cardboard chits for the doors to shut on the, to put on the buildings. Once you have your, once you pair up the critter with the building. But I, I grabbed us some high res doors that look really cool for you. Some traps, right? Yeah. I did see too on Etsy that they have these standing leaves that hold the goal cards i do want to get those um (laughs) that hold the goal cards so you can read them because otherwise the goals lay on top of the tree and And instead the leaves 
are like orange and they stand and you slide the card in there and then they hold them and you can read them better and it's fancy pants. Yep. And they have an expansion for this that I'd like to play, but I'd like to play this more. What is that one called? Pearlbrook? Pearlbrook, yes. Yes. And also another thing too, like if we haven't talked about it before, is that even though that you have your tableau has a limit of 15, there are some, some cards that help make you that you can do more. I think it's 15. Yeah, because there's one like there's like some cards that say you can have multiple copies of this and it doesn't count towards that. Yep. So, yeah, just a lot of cool things about that. And like the husband and wife pair together. So they only count as one card. Yeah. yeah Stuff like that. Cool. Either way, all of the critters are super duper cute. They are. So let's talk about our number one game. And let's say it on three, two, one. And this is not planned. <laughs> it is not Just planned. so everybody knows. Because we actually did ours both separately and then we talked I about it. Yeah, I wouldn't let on. him look at mine. He was going to look and I said, don't we want to do this separately? No, I was just going to tell you some of the things that I had just so give you ideas. And I didn't want any yeah, ideas. Yeah, you didn't. I want to be my own person. Because you're a jerk. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay, so our number one pick happens to be the exact same pick. Quacks of Quindlemurk. Oh, okay. So he's just gonna say it. <laughs> well, I was gonna do three, two, one, but then you interrupted me, and, and yeah, then he got mad at me, yeah, and then he right. told everybody that that's it's right. quacks. That's final. North Star Games bag building. I feel like we need to have making. It's it's weird. That was like a graduation. <laughs> All right, you've graduated <laughs> to number one on the list. <laughs> no. One, 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 one. Oh, God. No, oh, one's, no one's going to like that. That was terrible. Anyway, Quacks of Gwillenberg. Bag building, potion making. I want to play this game all the time. Yes. It's one of those games that... I want to pimp it out. Anytime you have a game night, we're going to want to play this game. You know, it's you're pushing your luck, trying to try not to have more than seven white chips. In uh, your pot, or it will go boom. Or it will go boom, and then you have to decide... On victory points or buying, uh, using your buying power to buy more car- to buy more chits. Holy chit! There's a lot of chits. And then yes, folks, he said chits. Yeah, and then adding in nothing the, else. The witches expansion, which gives you some different powers that you can use, or you can hold those tokens to grab mo- to have more victory points into the game. It's just, it's a game that just I love every single moment. And I'm I will tell you I am terrible at this game. I've probably only won maybe one or two times and still love to play it every single time. Have you won? Yes, I have. Hey. Then what then he's how won. How dare you? Then he's how won dare you? once. How dare you? This this show is over. He's a loser. <laughs> just kidding. But again, it's just I don't know. This, this is a game. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, this sorry. is a game where I look a lot on ways and or something to find out ways to pimp out the tokens. So and that's that's how you know you like a game is you want to upgrade you, it, you know. Yeah, I can't decide whether I want what BGG has out there to enhance the tokens because they don't have the expansion I don't believe out there. Or there's people on Etsy where they have them, but it's insane how much this crap costs. <laughs> so it would be like, what, a hundred bucks to enhance all the tokens with the expansion? Mm-hmm. And enhancing meaning basically encapsulating your, your chits mm-hmm. with like a colored resin or whatever. And some of them, yeah, 
they're all a little bit different. But I keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I want them. Mm-hmm. Send them to me if you like us. <laughs> Message us for our address. There we go. What other things do you like about quacks? I like the fact that even if your pot blows up, you still you still have the you still have the ability to decide whether or not you want to move up on the points track or whether you want to purchase different colored chits. Mm-hmm. So and every result is different. So it could be you could want to enhance the amount of chits that you have in your bag so that you can move up throughout the pot or you could move up your points so i mean it depends on the game so because every game is so different and how fast people are moving up on the track varies too so i've used it different ways so there's i mean every game is going to be totally different and just because you lose doesn't mean that it's a terrible game just because you're really behind doesn't mean that you can't catch up yeah, and they've got the rat tails to help you help you catch up and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Certain things. And so. I think that even the um, additional books that they provide in the expansion are really nice. And the abilities of the witches are good, too, and you don't have to use them. So, I don't know. I think it has a lot going on for it. Obviously, it has a lot of replayability because it's one that we like to play a lot in our house. Yeah. I don't know how many times we've played it. A lot. Yeah. A lot, definitely over 10 times, which is saying a lot for us, uh-huh. you know, because some of these games, we don't get to have that many plays. Yeah. So we really dig it. Yeah. So very cool. So that is our number one, oh, one, yeah. one. All right. So let's talk about a little bit of our honorable mentions before we let everybody go. So I'm just going to run through some of mine quickly, um, just because I don't want to bore you with, you know, describing every single game because we already went through a top 10. Thank like... God. <laughs> Woo. But, like, some of the newer games we just got, like, uh, we just did a review for Lockup. It didn't quite break my top ten, but I really wanted to put it in there. It just, these other games I really enjoyed right now. I think if I get more plays of Lockup, I would put that there. I definitely think, you know, if you've listened to that last episode of the review, like, Lockup is, like, one of my favorite one-player experience, solo player experiences in a game that's not necessarily a solo player game. Oh, I was just going to say I had it, so I don't repeat it again. I had that as one of my honorable mentions also because I think it has tons and tons of potential and replayability on this side. And like I said in the last episode, I need to check it out in solo mode and see what Kurt's talking about. That's right. Uh, Another game we just played recently that has a beautiful setup and I love the look of it, I think I just need to get more plays of it in to see if I like it more, is Parks. Parks just, uh, wow. Just the look of it just reminds you of, like, kind of like a retro re- retro art kind of deal with the Parks. It's, I, it's really hard to explain, but and the gameplay is fun. I just, again, I just need to play it more. I have that as an honorable also. Again, we did not look at each other's. <laughs> but I had that as an honorable too. I really like the retro color feel also. Mm -hmm. And then I like, um, the ability to make the trail, um, longer each round and that adds variety. So it's not each round being the same it. And because a trail isn't the same. Yeah. So I think they put a lot of thought into that. So that was really cool. Yeah. And again, I want to have more, um, plays of that to see what, 
it's all about. Yeah, definitely. What are some of yours? Um, I had um, Citrus on mine. Yeah, that's a very fun game, too. I forgot to put that on mine. I really like that game. I feel like we need to play it more. Definitely. But we have been trying to knock some games off of our list. Mm-hmm. But that one I would really like to play more. We spent time learning that one. That was an awesome recommendation from our friends at Thing 12 Games. Thank you, Sean. I also had Cosmic Run Regeneration on there. We played a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Two and three player of um, this Dr. Finn's games, right? Mm-hmm. This one is a cool concept that you have to meet all these goals on these different planets before it explodes. Yeah. It's got a cool like little push your luck thing on it, too. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit different, but I had that as an honorable. I think Kurt was kind of shocked that I came up with that, and he didn't because he talked about that game a lot, and yeah. he didn't have it. Yeah. I really like the game, and I'm kind of surprised I didn't put it on my top ten. Yeah. Should I just talk about my last two? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, another honorable I have is Wingspan, which was on Kurt's top ten. Um, I feel like I need to play this a little bit more. I know he talked about wanting to bring it to the table. I like it. And I think the components and all that are really cool. I just want to play it more. Cool. Because I want to decide whether, like, it's really, like, oh, yeah. You're top. Whether it's top. Whether it's the tops. Whether it's the tops. And another honorable for, oh, I I have a couple more. Sorry. I did not scroll on my phone. Is for a smaller games uh, would be Japur. Which is, I think that one's been out for a while. Yep. I've learned to love and play this game both through tabletop and through mobile. So I like that game because it's two-player. So I play against the AI on mobile. And Kurt and I have played this game after I learned it on mobile, I believe. Cool colors, set collection. Set collection is really what it is. Yeah. But I, I dig... A simple um, filler game. Yeah, definitely. And if I, if you don't mind me jumping in really quick too, I, I, I would a, love for you to. I, jump I had in. a couple of smaller games like that too that I couldn't yep. quite put on my top ten list. And it's Fluttering Souls by Good Good Games Publishing, an awesome, beautiful, fun yep. two player game. And then Five Two One One by Next Move Games. I really enjoy that one too. Fun colors, a nice fun game to play. You can play with anybody. Yep. And I had another card game on my honorable which was point salad by aeg cool different game regarding two-sided cards and set collection type goalish goalish that's not a, a word but that type of game also that was cool different filler type game two did you have any other honorables i had one more uh go ahead and then i'll just finish okay and my last one and this one is not a small game. <laughs> oh, you'll see what I did here. El Grande. And we had, I know, horrible joke. <laughs> we have El Grande Big Box, which has six expansions in it. And we got to play this game for the first time in 2019. And this game kind of left a lasting impression for me. And I just want to play it more. I think we only played it, I don't know if we played with the base or if we played with the base and one expansion, but there's so much in this game that we still haven't played mm-hmm. that I want to play more. Definitely. 
of it, and it's staring at me in the face right now. That's right. And then the last couple that I will just kind of run through quick, like Imperial Settlers Rolling Right, Empires of the North. We didn't play that enough for me to put it on the top ten list, but I really enjoy uh, that world or those worlds, I should say. Uh, Nyctophobia, which was one of those that was a hot a hotness game that we were just able to put, play in 2019. Didn't get to play enough, too much after that, but I, you know, a fun experience. Way cool game. Uh, Coimbra 2, another game that I really I really wanted to play, and then we got it, and we played it once, and I haven't played it again. Or no, twice, because I played it with Mike, too. Yep. And I haven't been able to play it again, but I want to play it more because I love that I I love that game, but not enough to put it in the top ten because I played it enough. And then we were able to play an old game that I I haven't been able to see for us to get because it's again it's not made anymore and it's too expensive to get on. I think we've actually talked about on this Amazon. on the episode. Yeah, and uh, some of the episodes. Yeah, exactly. Is uh, San Marco an Alan Moon game that a a lot of people probably don't know about, but it was a really fun one to play. We played it at Con of the North last year and haven't really been able to find it below 60 bucks online. And I'm not paying for a a game that that's that old and probably not that expensive. So we'll have to wait until I can find a copy somewhere in the universe. That is cheaper than what we saw it for before. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Or didn't see it at all. Yeah. Let's do it. So, yeah, so what do you think? You know, is there any of these things on these top ten lists that you're like, okay, I don't understand why this is on your top ten list. Or it, or is there something in our honorable mentions that you're like, okay, that definitely should have been on their top ten list and not in honorables. Uh, let us know at MFGCast on Twitter. Join our Facebook page. We have had uh, some people kind of join up recently. Then it's weird. Facebook's really bad at telling me th- that people have joined. So if you've joined our Facebook page recently, welcome and thanks and please get in more on the conversations please and if you want to add something on our page too don't be afraid to add something for yourself yeah it's been another great year i feel like as we've gotten through these years we're almost at eight years of this podcast now we've gotten to make some great friends we've gotten some awesome listeners we've had some great experiences experiences at cons and it's just it makes me humble to know that there's that you're out here listening and you're enjoying what we've got here for you. And here's hopefully to another year of awesome gaming. So until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.